for visiting 32 Kings Road, hosted by the League Ambassadors. I'm Ambassador Kenny Ken Ken, and it's my pleasure to be here with my brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is episode six of our 32 Kings Road podcast. And uh, today we will uh, start the uh, final matchup in our NFL International Series preview with the Los Angeles Rams and the New York Football Giants. Uh, We'll go over uh, what our picks are and our fantasy recommendations are for week three um, and do some football one-on-one as well as cover uh, a few hot topics. Um, This is a reminder to uh, check us out on our social media. We're everywhere at theleagueam.com. That's Twitter. uh, That's Instagram, Facebook, at theleagueam. Uh, We got a YouTube channel. Uh, League Ambassadors. Um, but, you know, let's get going with our show uh, with the Ambassador Roll Call and uh, Ambassador Kevin, Chef Curry, you got a nice hat on. What are you sipping on, brother? <laughs> Other than the fact that I'm wearing this hat because of Omar. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Ex- sipping on this nice cold yourself. Cor- <laughs> 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 uh, I'm sipping on this nice cold Corona and I'm also sipping on the fact that we got to admit, Bill Belichick is the God MC. Jesus. He, he will not lose. Admit it, but What's the score, Kev? What's the score? 27 to Joe. This is a zero. <laughs> Five minutes. Wow. In your book. Another show will explain that story. 27 to In your book. And all I got to say is you better be fast. Uh, <laughs> Coach Joe, what you sipping on over there, brother? Uh, I'm sipping on a no filter. Uh, but uh, really, what I'm sipping on is uh, Don King Ooh. and Donald Trump Don together. Don Coon. Don Coon King. Oh, he, can He's someone find Mike Tyson to slap his ass, please? <sighs> He's on his last leg. <laughs> pity the fool. <laughs> While we figure out what a filter is. Uh, <laughs> filter. I thought filter. He, I thought he said a filter fish. Filter. <laughs> no filter. 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 No filter. Filter. No filter? No filter. No filter. No filter. Got yeah. it. Get it? That's, Got that's it. That's not what Get you it. said. <laughs> I said I'm sipping on no filter. Ambassador Devin, what you sipping on, brother? Fuckers. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy to be back. And um, Yes. And first off, I, Congratulations. I just like, L-Dad. I would just like to say, first off, fuck L- you, Omar. Because... <laughs> He came on talking all that tough shit, but he actually really did like that shit. So I don't know. Whoa. 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 Yeah. No. <laughs> no, uh, I'm playing. Kev, that's no, your but, brother. No, no but what, uh, what I'm sipping on is Matthew Stafford uh-huh. straight trucking Parrish Cox. Mm. Then yep. he went and got tried to get another one right after that. But he's he's not transcendent though. Don't worry about it. <laughs> did they lose? <laughs> did, did they lose? They took an L. They did. Oh, they took, took an L, right? Okay. He didn't take an L. <laughs> not on that uh, play. Not not on that play. <laughs> Ambassador Junior Blue, what you sipping on? Uh, actually, we gonna hold off because you 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 have something special. Which Redo, yeah yeah yeah. Ambassador Redo, what you sipping on, man? I'm sipping on um, this text that I got from uh, from Ambassador Skinny's agent. Um, it's kind of complex. Kinda, what? You know, it's kind of messing me up because he didn't have the balls to actually text us. He sent it through his agent, and his agent basically just forwarded the text, 
and to, I'll quote it directly. And he got an agent now. Skinny yeah, okay. he been wow. went pop. Fuck Hollywood. So Cole. to quote the text, it says, and he's speaking in third person. Skinny is tired of being held back by amateurs. <laughs> so skinny going solo. Went <laughs> skinny out. End quote. And then there was a P.S. Wins. So. Oh my God. What? He's gone. He's. I don't know what else to say. He's he went not, solo. Like a damn. Went so Six long. episodes in, he's out, huh? And we, we said it on episode <laughs> one. <laughs> it's a joke, folks. He's he didn't go anywhere. He's, he's Co- still cocaine is a hell of a drug, man. Oh my god! <laughs> Foreshadowing. Well, wow. before, before we go, before we go to, to Junior Blue, uh, last week. Uh, I was sipping on a three team teas, and and just so we remind everyone that three team teas definitely came in. Uh, if you recall, I said uh, we want to do a three team tea, seven points uh, for the Houston Texans for their spread. Um, they definitely beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we also said that we wanted to tease the line down in the Arizona Tampa Bay game, tease it down for them just to win, and they blew out absolutely blew out Tampa Bay. And then we wanted to tease the total game, uh, the total score, rather, of the Seattle-LA Rams game, tease it up to 45. I think they scored like 12 points. The score was 9-3. to It's mm-hmm. like a baseball game. could have been the Mariners and Angels. Uh, so we're going to come back this week, and I'm sipping on another three-team tease. Take it down here, folks. Take it to the bank. Take it to the casino. Take it wherever you need to take it. Take it online. And you can thank the league ambassadors later. It. I'm going to write this one down this week because I didn't trust you last okay. week. <laughs> so let's go. We got, okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay, it's all, there's, this is all spreads. Uh, Seahawks, 49ers, I believe the line is nine and a half. We want to tease that down seven to two and a half. So we know the Seahawks are struggling on offense, but if they win three to zero, guess what? It's a cover. So tease that down to two and a half. Then we have the Dolphins going against... The Browns, who are now in their third string quarterback, Cody, Cody. Kessler. Fight on. Uh, and those that that's a true emotion because he's going to need to fight on. Uh, they have a backup center. They got a backup guard. The line is 10 because Vegas knows what's going on. The line is 10, 10 and a half, I believe. You want to tease. Actually, it's 10. You want to tease that down seven points to three. The Dolphins will win by more than three. And then finally... Uh, Packers-Lions, the line is seven and a half. Want to tease that down to a half a point for the Packers. The Packers are at home. It's a home opener against the Lions. The Lions, I think only the Bears have been more decimated on the defensive end, uh, more so than the than the Lions, but they've lost basically all their starting linebackers. I look for the Packers to, to rebound, and you're just going to tease them to win. So we got the Packers, the Dolphins to cover, at three, at plus, at, at minus three, the Packers to win at minus one, and then the Seahawks to win by a field goal. That's your three team tees for this weekend. That's what I'm sipping on. You sound like a betting man, Kenya. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just giving out advice, man. It's the league in basketball. Basically, basically, that's why you don't have a day job. I <laughs> Professional gambler. Wait, no. <laughs> He, he likes sa- the ponies. He sounds like he has a group that he meets with Thursday. <laughs> and there's ha- the last name of that group is Anonymous. <laughs> I'm say the first name. Ambassador Junior Blue, what are you sipping on, sir? I'm sipping on, let's see here. Over the last few weeks, we've talked about Colin Kaepernick, his protesting of the national anthem. Mm-hmm. And 
it's all about social inequalities. Well, over the last week, we've had Terrence Crutcher shot and killed by the police. Assassination. Assassination. We had Lamont Keith Scott in Charlotte shot and killed. Then we have a New York bomber who sets off bombs in New York and New Jersey, has a shootout with the police. Still lives. Still lives. I really want to know these people who spoke out a bit against Colin about his kneeling for the national anthem. Will they have anything to say about these shootings? About someone having a shootout and surviving, but somebody raising their hands, walking toward, away from the person, getting shot and killed in the middle of the street with cameras on. He looked like a bad dude. He looked like a bad dude, right? And it just, it just makes me feel like, Ray Lewis, you, are you going to say something about this? A matter of fact, Ray Lewis did say something about it. He mm-hmm. said, oh, it's not a racial issue. It's not? Really? Right. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand that. Will Shaq come out and say something about it after he said, oh, I would never kneel for the national anthem? Okay. It's because he couldn't get back up. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, it just ma- it makes me feel like these people who, who are hiding their racism behind patriotism needs to speak out mm. on everything that's happening. Speak on it. And sure. we know good and well it's going to be crickets. Exactly. And that's what we've heard so far. Well, time is, times is changing. So, uh, you know, even with me, I, part of the reason why I wore the shirt I wore today was because of the stuff that's going on. You know, and, and sad, man. Yeah. It's sad. And, and Omar, I apologize. For what? Hey, take it back to episode uh, what's one, two. You know, I, I'm a man about my. It, you're absolutely right. You know, black lives do matter. Problem is, no, they don't. They mm. should. They yes, should. There it yeah. is there. And I mean, really, you think about it. We all have sons in here. Apology. Brothers. Fuck you. Nephew. <laughs> something. I want, I want to interject. I definitely don't have a son. I don't have a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say I nephew. said nephews. <laughs> I said <laughs> brother. <laughs> well, you have my sons. <laughs> Uncle Kenyon. <laughs> Yo, it took everything in me not to take it somewhere else. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wow! Keep going. Uh, nah, you went to interject. Splash. Go ahead. <laughs> Splash. No, I listen. I you know. I mean, I I talked about it. It was it was it three shows ago. Um, you know, in light of what's happening in Charlotte, what I do want to say is is to those that are listening or that that may even hear this, you know, days, weeks, months after we've recorded this, we are a federal republic. And so what that means is, is that we are not we're not a democracy. And so instead of focusing on trying to evoke change at the national level, we have the ability as citizens within states, we have the ability to evoke change at the state level. And so what I want to encourage and and it's funny because Doug Baldwin came out today and 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 I appreciate his effort. You know, he said he got a response right away. Too. He right. he ca- he he called for the attorney generals for each of the fifty states to look at the rules or the laws around law enforcement. But I want to speak to the citizens of each state and say, take your energy. You can protest. That's fine, but also evoke change within your laws. And the blueprint is there. 
The blueprint is there. Repu- e- Republicans realized they couldn't win nationally. They took it to the states. At a very mm-hmm. at a at at your state yeah. level, evoke change within your laws. Listen, you know this is a sports podcast. You only win by playing by the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the game is this. Got to know the rules. If you got if you got money, if you got, if if you have money, you can play in politics. So take the money. Pull it together, become a political action committee, and then start to hold your state legislators accountable at the state level. And I guarantee you, if you can get two or three or four states to start to look at the laws, and I'll tell you how important this is, mm-hmm. using what, 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 what Les just talked about. The reason why the lady today, the, the, the police officer in Tulsa, why she was charged with manslaughter is because the law in Oklahoma is that cops have to wear the video cams, and then those video cams are open to the public. Mm-hmm. In North Carolina, in Charlotte, North it Carolina, is it, is it is not. And so they said, as a matter of protecting the investigation, we're not going to release any video, and we're going to look into it, and we're going to investigate it. When you have the video out there, it's undeniable what happens. Mm-hmm. And so that should prove a point that at the state level, get involved Find out what the laws are and evoke change at the state level. And if you can get two or three states to do it, remember, the civil rights movement was all about changing laws. Mm. You got to play within the rules of the game. As much as we talk Mm. about politics and we speak against politics, this is the set of cards that we've been dealt. Mm. So play within the rules of the game is is what I have to say to that. And I'll I'll say it again. The blueprint is there. Obama didn't get anything he wanted done in eight years because they brought it to the states. Hmm. You know the rules, you win the game. You win the game. You but know I, the rules, say, I'll, you I'll win the game. I'll leave you with this. And, and, and I feel what you're saying, Ken, but instead of, of, of playing the game, I think it's time we break it. The, the same way Joe used to flip the Monopoly board over back in the day. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Wayne Douglas Bill. <laughs> right. But, but, here's, but, here, but, here's, but here's the thing, though. When Will Chamberlain scored 100 points... The game was effectively broken. When Kareem Abdul-Jabbar started dunking, the game was broke. They mm-hmm. changed the rules around that. So when, when Shaq you, started breaking backboards, whether you, whether you call it whether you call it breaking a game or playing within the rules, the point is you understand what the system is and you play within that. And there is an opportunity to win within that. And ask, if, it, if it results in breaking it, break it. Ask Ronald Reagan what he did when he saw Black Panthers with guns on. The Capitol steps. He changed the gun laws in California. There you go. Won't he do it? Won't he? Won't he? So with that, we're going to go to our, our league ambassador service announcement. We're going to get into a show. We got a good show. We got. Uh, we're going to talk about the the Rams and the Los Angeles Rams, also the St. Louis Rams and the New York Giants football history. And we'll get into the show after this. Forced to migrate to the wilds of Canada, the American black quarterback was on the extremely endangered species list. But with great care, cultivation, and protection, the American black quarterback now thrives in its natural habitat, and shall continue to do so, with their increase in numbers, and opportunities. This message is brought to you by, the League Ambassadors. Thank you, Amy. Hmm. Warm moon, baby. Hey, Mm. reason why I started playing football. Prettiest deep ball. The black power ranger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so 
you know, we've been covering the NFL International Series, and uh, you know, we we've we've started with the uh, with the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, which is the Week Four game at Wembley. Um, we also talked about the Cincinnati Bengals um, and the Washington Redskins, which I believe is the Week uh, Eight game or Week Seven game um, at Twickenham Stadium. Um, there's going to be a second game at Wembley Stadium in Week 8, and that is the Los Angeles Rams and the New York Giants. So we want to conclude Part 3 of our international, or, or begin, I should say, Part 3 of our NFL International Series by talking about the history of the Rams and the Giants. And uh, and we're going to start it the same way we did with the Colts and the Jaguars, and that is um, when you think about, and we'll start with the Los Angeles Rams, when you think about the Los Angeles Rams, uh, what is the one word that comes to mind? And we're going to go to uh, our ambassador, Chef Curry. There, uh, we get, he needs all the camera time that he can get with that with that hat he got going <laughs> nice on. Nice hat. Um, when you think about the Los Angeles Rams, Kev, what's the one word that comes to mind and why? Well, I call y'all L.A. Rams temporary. Okay. Because twelve to eighteen years from now, they'll be back in St. Louis. Stay in one place. Okay. I'm not, I don't know. I think they you go from from LA back to St. Louis. Can't get a stadium. Don't get the pub that they need. They come back to LA. It's a fair weather city. No offense. Uh-huh. Um, and they'll <laughs> be on taken. their way out once they either don't win or they don't get the money invested that they want. And little and and little. Uh, you know, it's I I didn't know this, but they actually started not as the Los Angeles Rams, Cleveland. but they were the Cleveland Rams. Mm-hmm. Which, when you yeah. think about their history in terms of wins and losses, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my one uh, one word was what? my one word was Cleveland. Okay, you know, and, and to top that is hey. That's why they lose all the time. <laughs> Cleveland is the losing state. <laughs> I mean, you mean, city? you mean city? The losing city. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't have the heart to say it. <laughs> oh, I've had three shots I already. Just my eyes. I've had three shots already. I, I couldn't do but it. Yes, city. They lose enough for the whole state of Ohio. <laughs> yes, thank you, Dad. The whole fucking state. Let's say that. Oh. Oh, Dad, what's your what's your what's your what's your word for the Rams? L Dad. Hey, oh God. Fuck you. <laughs> My word is moving. Moving. Okay. Moving to piggyback off I'm of I'm sensing a theme here. Piggyback off of Joe. Um, mm-hmm. they did start in Cleveland. However, when they were in Cleveland, they moved uh stadiums three times. <laughs> in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Yes. Sir. Before they even moved to LA. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yes. What was the impetus behind those moves? Uh they Check. couldn't they they didn't have a very similar, actually. <laughs> they didn't have a uh, permanent spot. Okay. So they were moving from... Bastards. Venue venue. Yeah. They, were, they were leasing. <laughs> gypsies. They were leasing. Yeah, gypsies is a good one. Yes. Rental. They didn't pay their money. Really? Yeah. They never hitched their wagons. They always kept yeah. them packed up. Okay. Who they got them packed up right now. And and who was the and who was the owner for, uh, for those rooms? That's my one word. That's is Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves, Not right? that one, though. The other one, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he ain't that damn well, old. Is there a relation? I didn't, I didn't know because I, I saw that. I it's, don't believe so. No. Okay, so diff- um, wow, I didn't that's see crazy. Anything, looking in the history, I didn't see any anything about the the, um, the other coach. Uh-huh. Um, but my word word was Reeves, as in Dan Reeves. Yep. Uh, mainly because of what he what he did. He mm. bought the team in forty one. Okay. Um, in forty six, 
he stood up to the rest of the owners because they they told him no. He wanted to move to Los Angeles. No, no, no. he strong armed the well, NFL. <laughs> <laughs> he told them, I, "I will take my team out of the NFL if you don't allow us to move to Los Angeles." Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want him to do it at all, um, and like they that. backed down. Really? Yeah. So yeah, when once he moved, that was in '46. Once he mm-hmm. moved to the Coliseum in L.A., they the NFL became the first sports team in the United States to in any sport in the United States to have I mean the NFL became the first the uh sports sports organization uh-huh. to have coast to coast teams. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Um cuz the Giants weren't there yet, the Dodgers didn't move yet. Right. It was just the Rams. And what made everybody believe they can do it because the first preseason game in the Coliseum, 95,000 people showed, showed up. up. All of a sudden everybody wanted to come to California. It's so funny because that that sounds a lot like uh like uh Georgia Frontieri, which uh, <laughs> it ties into my word. Yeah, but <laughs> that's funny that they they kind of had it it's so interesting in looking at the history of these teams how mm. when you look back at what their story is, yeah. it kind of repeats itself, you know, down the line. You know, we talked about the Indianapolis Colts and how their experience with Johnny Unitas and having to trade Johnny Unitas and move on and and figuring out like, well, we're going to trade away a legend and is there someone else that's going to that's going to evolve and step forward? And then you know they were in the same situation with Peyton Manning and then the situation with Dan Reeves, literally having to strong arm his way and say, I'm taking my team to L.A. That's literally what Georgia Frontieri did when she left Anaheim and went to St. And went to St. Now, Louis. We'll take it a step further with their deal with the Coliseum. Yep. In order to take part in that, they had to integrate Kenny Washington. Exactly. Wow. They because had to integrate. Yep. There and were no I, black football players. I respected players. Dan Reeves on that when I wasn't there, so I don't know how I went, but I figured this is a tough man. He he didn't back down to the rest of the owners. Mm-hmm. But the 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 um Coliseum Commission said if you want to play here, you have to integrate. Have to integrate. Black people play taxes too. Yeah. You have to integrate. So, so no black out football to, players. Shout out to LA. <laughs> no shout out to LA. <laughs> no they black had, NFL players from thirty three to forty six. Crazy. In the entire NFL. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and the other owners lost their mind. And once he, he got signed, they did not Five like weeks it. later, they signed another one. Yeah. Wow. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Ambassador Junior Blue, what's your one word for the Rams? Um, going along with everybody else, really, transition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can you say? I mean, you have a team that goes from Cleveland to L.A. Mm-hmm. to St. Louis mm-hmm. back to L.A. Sounds mm-hmm. like another team I know. Raider fan. <laughs> <laughs> they, go, they go from Oakland to L.A. to Oakland to Vegas. Can we wish? Can't we wish? Can we wish? Can't we wish? I can wish because Baltimore <laughs> plays them once every other day. <laughs> <laughs> that is a road exactly. trip for real. Um, and even I mean that's from the top. But even if you go to the way they play, I mean they went from fearsome foursome and Chuck Knox defensive dominated squads. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you have Eric Dickerson years. You know he's rushing for twenty one hundred yards mm-hmm. um, straight up. You know, and he just you know. Moderate success with him, but then you got the greatest show on turf. You know, passing the, game. You know, Mike Martz, Dave Vermeil, Kurt Warner. Yeah, Bucky Kurt. You know, everything's transitioning now. What are they? They moved back to L.A. and they're trash. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trash. The sex is they're, contagious. The sex is contagious. <laughs> <They're actually more laughs> <than one show. laughs> okay. Did we ever whiteboard sex? 
No, but we can we can talk about <laughs> we can, it. We can talk about we're, it. We're sitting there talking about it. sex is contagious. Well, yeah, and there's no context. <laughs> Real quick, before I give my word, Devin, when you say something is sex, what what does that mean? Well, I'm referring to uh, <laughs> 1990s hip hop. In the context that is being used, sex means bad, aka the Rams are sex. <laughs> <laughs> And so when you say the sex is contagious, you mean? I mean, it's an orgy. <laughs> Everybody can join. <laughs> so you get so, some, you get some, and you get some. So to, to piggyback off of that, right? The sex is contagious. Uh, my word for the Rams was sham. <laughs> that was my Since word. Still rapping. <laughs> Since we rapping. Um, but and, and, and the why the sex is contagious is because literally every decade you can find an example. If you look at the history of the Rams, you can find an example of why they were the sham. Uh, so sham Ram. First of all, well, sham. Well, they were called the shams during the 87 mm-hmm. strike shortened season mm-hmm. uh, because, it, you know, you know, players weren't playing. They were on strike. And so fans and players alike were thinking of different derogatory names to call teams. And so for the Rams, it was the Shams. But in fact, it, it, was, an, it was an apropos name uh, because you look at their first NFL championship in 1945. They won that championship all right, off of a safety. Okay? <laughs> the safety was they were playing the Washington Redskins, Sammy Baugh. Who's a Hall of Fame a quarterback for the Rams? I mean, for the Redskins, who we've talked about. His pass literally went backwards, and it deflected off of the Redskins' goalpost, which was in the middle of the end zone. <laughs> which was Back in the then. middle of the end zone. <laughs> On the zone. goal line, <laughs> right? It went. It deflected off the goalpost, and it went out of the end zone. And they call that a safety, and that's how the Rams won their first NFL championship. It was so much of a sham that the following season, the NFL made a rule change that said that that's actually an incomplete pass. That <laughs> that shouldn't count as a safety. Does the tuck rule still count? <laughs> what is the tuck rule? Whiteboard that. I still don't know. So I still don't know. The tuck rule is Tom Brady. So that's the that, that was several sham championships. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the sham in the 40s. Then you come to the 50s and the 60s, which you guys talked about. Okay, late 50s is when they moved to L.A. Mm. Um, and, and to your point, Omar, they moved into the Los Angeles Coliseum, which for those of you that don't know, the Los Angeles Coliseum seats about 92,000 people. 103 back then. They take 103 back then. Open up the parasite, right? Okay, yeah. right. And so they led the league in attendance by double. Okay, teams in the in the late fifties, early sixties were averaging an attendance of about forty thousand. These Rams were averaging an attendance of over eighty thousand. All right. Usually, if you have, you know, that uh, big of a support system in place, if, if fans are supporting that much, it's a winning team, right? Their winning percentage was forty percent. Another <laughs> yeah. sham. Yeah. But <laughs> they then, were the first. But team it's to reach LA. A, they but, were, 
But it's L.A. <laughs> yeah. They were, and, but listen, they were still popular, though, because yeah. the, the Chargers moved down here, yeah. and nobody wanted to see the Chargers. That's why they moved to San Diego. Yeah, but yeah. the point— Guess what? They're coming back, too. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the point is—but the, but the point is is that they had a significant fan base, but they had a terrible product. First NFL team that to reach a million. It matter. No, no, it doesn't matter, it, because it, you have people, including including Omar, who two weeks ago said that L.A. were fair-weather fans. Okay, that's so, his opinion. No, but the, no, I, I said it 30 I minutes think, ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, but what I'm saying, just so I can, when you think of, and because I'm not from the West Coast, when you think of the the West Coast, you think about a place in Los Angeles that everyone wants to come to, even if it's for a weekend. So when you have a team, regardless if they suck or not, there's another team that's coming to the state that people that might want to watch that team come to watch and that's why they make their money that's, that's why that's not this always is, the case because there's so much to do here it, yeah so but, who, do. That's but we love football though that, right that's yeah, current everyone, everyone here doesn't love football that much it's, okay, so, it's not it's the a, same as like a small market like Baltimore where we're from where everybody is at home on Sundays there is the a reason that the Rams and the Raiders moved there's People a reason supported. okay but what I'm saying is, is they're back now because the market is bigger that's fine, but I'm talking about in the 40s. I'm talking about in the 50s though. and the 60s. And to your point, you're right. Hollywood the, is Hollywood. The, the football, football, football came here. My point, though, is that you would assume that it's a successful team, and literally and for a literally for a 12 year stretch, they literally until 2006, the Rams, from what they did in the 50s, mm-hmm. they had the largest average attendance record. I believe it was 1957. And it wasn't broken until 2006. So literally 50 years where they had set a standard in the 50s. So you would think that that's an organization where they're putting out a good product. And they're successful. And they weren't. They no, were terrible. No, what I'm saying is you're, you, you would figure that they would be successful exactly. because of their numbers. And, then, and it's a sham. What I was trying to say was yep. that they were the first NFL team to have a million spectators. That's right. Yep. And, that, and, that, and that happened actually in the 80s. But that, during and, the, and that was game ten. But but <laughs> during the during the fearsome foursome era, okay, where they it was Rosie Greer, it was Merlin Olson, it was Lamar Lundy, uh, and Deacon yeah, Jones. I say, don't mm-hmm. forget the D. Oh, the Deacon is the Deacon. You know, you, you had a preacher <laughs> and a Deacon. You had a you had a, you had a I said Deke. No, definitely, you definitely said you had a preacher. Bennett, you had in it. You had a preacher and a Deacon. Okay, fearsome foursome, one of the greatest defenses of all time in the NFL. Okay, this unit never won a playoff game. Yeah, mm. and that was in the '60s. Yeah. Okay, once again, a sham because we all know that defense. Well, they also aren't the only fearsome foursome. They're just the most famous, and because of where, why? Because they were in LA. Defense wins championships. They weren't a sham when the grocery bagger was their quarterback. So they were in St. Louis also. <laughs> we get to the seventies. Hold on. And this is gonna this is gonna mean something to, to you Baltimore boys. We get to the seventies. And as far as I know, as far as w- what I saw, the Rams, Los Angeles Rams, St. Louis Rams, whatever you put, the Rams organization is the only organization to have actually been traded. Yep. In 1971, <laughs> Robert Ursay, yes. who you guys hate. He traded the Rams to Rosenblum or Charlie Rosenblum, I believe is the name, traded traded for the Baltimore Colts. And that was in 71. That's the only organization that I know of that was actually involved in a trade. They traded the organization again. It's a sham. (laughs) Okay. 
Then we come to the 80s, and they moved to Anaheim. They moved to Anaheim. Tell them why they moved to Anaheim, sir. Well, they moved to Anaheim because... 92000 was getting steep. <laughs> it was too much. For them. <laughs> they, too they, much. Cover that. Was, they couldn't cover that cost. <laughs> so they moved to Anaheim, where they bought them out in attendance, partially, well, 50% because they sucked, okay? But then also because... You had the Raiders that came into town. I believe mm-hmm. it was 82. Raiders they came into town shine. from Oakland to Los Angeles. But you had the Raiders winning. You had the Dodgers winning. You, you had, had the, the Lakers. Lakers winning. You had the Los Angeles Kings winning. And the Rams, not so much. Why is it whenever a team here is unsuccessful, they move to Anaheim? <laughs> That's my question. Because Anaheim would take anybody. <laughs> okay. I don't. I still don't know why the Clippers haven't moved in. <laughs> so this organization, so this organization right. that was known for this organization that was known for having superior attendance, now they have the worst attendance in the league. And so then, what does that lead to? Another move that leads to them in '95, as you guys have talked about, moving to St. Louis. Now here's again how you are a sham. Okay, <laughs> you have no one that wants to see you in Anaheim. So, as an owner, Georgia Frontier, she's like, listen, they really don't want to support us in Anaheim. And she, she needs a movie. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, she's yeah. like, let's move to St. Louis. And, They'll love us there. And what, and what do her co-owners, what do they do? They shoot her down 21 to 6. They say, no, you're going to stay in Anaheim. Oh, the only... Oh, oh, no, no, no. No, I'm not. No, the, I'm not. Let, the, me, let me call my lawyer. Let me call my lawyer. Exactly. The only reason why they were able to move to St. Louis was because she threatened a lawsuit, and they were like, it's the Rams. It's not really worth it, so Let go. whatever. Let them go. Go ahead and go. Okay? Another and that's strong, in the 90s. That's another 95. Another strong-arm move by the Rams. Again. And then we come into the 2000s. From 2004, and, and I don't want to do a disservice to their history, from 99 to 2004, as, as, as Les talked about, the greatest show on turf, should have two Super Bowls. They should have two Super Bowls. Marshall Falk was awesome. Isaac Bruce, if there wasn't a Jerry Bryce, Jerry Rice, we'd be talking a lot about Isaac Bruce. It's my most fun team to watch. Kurt Warner, who's the... Tory Holt. Tory Holt. The, Isaac Bruce. Yes. The grocery bag. For, for uh, repeat purposes, yes. <laughs> Isaac Bruce. Um, they no, were great, no, right? No, 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 no. Isaac Bruce. <laughs> gotta say it more than once <laughs> he is definitely under no man. we didn't but from from 2004 until literally today okay they've had 12 years where they have absolutely undeniably sucked sex <laughs> E-X. the sex has been contagious throughout their entire organization and they truly like are. I, I think they've had enough of you bashing them. <laughs> yeah. They let truly me, are. Jesus, let's move on. They're the shams. <laughs> they're, they are. They are. They are the shams. Well, let's also give them credit at, at some point, though. I mean, they were the first team to open up with three wideouts way back in the fifties. Yes. No yes. team had done that before. They actually yes. had uh, Elroy Hirsch, Norm Van Brocklin was yeah. the was the quarterback. Yes. Fifteen hundred yards, seventeen touchdowns in, yes. in the fifties. Coach, why is that important? What's the what what was the impact? Not only even th- thinking and thinking then, but even now, what's the impact of going three right compared to you know uh, you know your standard line, two wide receivers, running back, fullback? What's what was the impact? What's the impact of the three wide? Well, the impact of the three wide is you you, you open up the field more. 
you know, is you're given more opportunity for individuals to touch the ball and do something with it. Mm-hmm. So when you're kind of in, in a double tight or an eye formation, which is the fullback and running back, you're kind of setting them everybody into bunch in the middle of the field so defenses can actually – bring eight into the box, right. seven into the box, right. and defend that easily. So when you bring out the trips or three doubles, now you have to spread out. So it, it just gives you more opportunity to get more yak, which is yards, yards after, after catch. catch. Okay. Yep. All right. New York Giants. Ambassador Kevin, talk to us about what your one word was for the Giants. It's a nice hat, My Kevin. one word. Is, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my one word is cyclical. Okay. <laughs> And I say that because not only do they have periods where they have a, a, a different coach leading the regime, but every time they have periods of extreme success and then extreme failure. So they more so they're consistently inconsistent. <laughs> but those years where they, they're successful, they, they get Super Bowls out of it. Mm. OK. OK. Reddo, what's your word? Uh, it's Pete Rosell or Rosell. Mm-hmm. Um, they had two owners, two brothers. Yep. Um, Tim they, and Wellington Mara. Yes. Yep. They didn't get along. They couldn't make a decision. They Before, I think it was 79, yep. they never had a GM. They didn't have a GM. So they couldn't make a decision on who to hire. Mm-hmm. Roselle suggested George Young. That's right. George Young, everything that's happened after 79 is almost a direct result of what George Young did. That's right. Because he hired Parcells. He hired Parcells. And the tuna. <laughs> he hired the tuna. And it was a domino effect from there. Um, he drafted Phil Sims yep. in 79. Carl Banks. Then, two years later, LT. Cocaine. Yeah. He drafted <laughs> Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor was... The first rookie to ever win defensive rookie of the year and defensive player of the year at the same time. Right. The the linebacker core with just his presence went from, uh, and they, they already had uh, future Hall of Famer Harry Carson and Brad Van Pelt. Right. It went from giving up 425 points to only giving up 257 points in a season just with his presence alone. And that was all. You take that to George Young, Pete Rosell. Parcells wins his two titles. Then he leaves. They thought they was going to get Belichick, which is crazy that he didn't come there. Right. Um, but eventually they he, get. He did the 54 fake out. Went he, to the sure <laughs> he sure did. But eventually down that tree between some other coaches that weren't as successful, they got Coughlin. That's right. Which is a part of Parcells tree, too. Right. So they win two titles with him. So it all tracks back to Roselle telling these two owners to hire George Young. That's interesting. My, my word for them was management as in general management. And to your point, the point that you made, the, the Giants went the longest without actually hiring a GM. And this, is, this mm-hmm. goes back to a point I made before about understanding roles. And when they were able to come to a decision, they got George Young. And then the actual general manager that was responsible for Tom Coughlin was Ernie Accorsi. And Ernie Accorsi brought in your Michael Strahan, your Jean-Pierre Paul. They got that defensive line. Also, Eli Manning, Tom Coughlin, that whole era, it was it was bringing in proper management to manage the personnel. 
Um, you know, Parcells talks a lot about, you know, I need the guy, the guy who's going to pick the groceries doesn't also need doesn't also need to be the guy that uh, that cooks the food. And so that was an organization where there was a lot of power. And the point that I want to make about the Giants is um, owners who have success doing it their way. I think it's a bad thing for the franchise. We look at Al Davis. We look at Jerry Jones. The Maras were in that same position. And then Pete Rozelle kind of intervened and set them straight where they understood where they had to kind of stay in their lane. You hire the right people and it changes everything. You talked about cocaine, though, uh, and I'm pretty sure, <laughs> Devin, nice. your, that was definitely your word. Definitely was my word. Yes. Cocaine. The yayo. <laughs> Scarface was on this yayo. week. Um, the reason why I say cocaine yayo. is, uh, Omar alluded to it, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Um pretty much changed the position of outside linebacker. He's a, a freak. In my opinion, top three defensive player of all time. Yep. You can jumble those three however you like it. Um, from 64 to 1980, they only had two winning seasons. So in 79, they drafted Phil Simms, like you said. 81, they drafted LT. The year they draft him, they go to the uh, playoffs mm-hmm. off the top. Bringing, bringing it back to cocaine, uh, in 88, he was suspended <laughs> – for his second cocaine violation, mm-hmm. um, missed f- the first four games of the season, but he still had 15 and a half sacks. Mm. So that's 12 games, 15 and a half sacks. You do the math. He was Only rolling. the dope can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, he, he was one of my favorite players watching growing up because he, he was just so explosive. Yep. Any given they, Sunday, baby. They, they'd never seen anything like him. Yep. Um, and the play on Theismann, we all remember that, mm. pretty much changed his whole life. And when he, when he went to go see Theismann in the hospital, he said, Dan, why'd you, why'd you do that? And his response was, I never do anything half-ass. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine. That's cocaine. Uh, That's cocaine. So, Shit. It was, he was such a big impact, even though he was a defensive player. When we playing two-hand touch in the hood, I would call out, oh, I'm Lawrence Taylor. It's like, well, he's on defense. I'm like, so? Stop <laughs> <laughs> Ambassador Junior Blue, what was your one word for the Giants? The I had uh, errors. Errors. Okay. E R A S. E R A S. Yep. They had three different errors where they won two Super Bowls in four year spans. Okay. You know, they had two titles with Steve Owens in 34 and at 38. Mm-hmm. Then you have Parcells winning his in 86 and 90. Then you have Tom Coughlin winning his in 2007, 2011. Mm-hmm. Another thing, four keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. They got four NFL championships. That was almost my word. Four. And then four Super Bowl championships. Yeah. I mean, it just, just keeps running up. So, I mean, they, you wonder what's the next era going to be. It's a storied organization. Coach Joe, what's your word? My word was uh, Dorsell. Like the battery. Duracell. Duracell. They, they just keep going. They keep going. And going. Keep going. I thought I was like, <laughs> the like the Dolphins. And going. Is, is and that so thin? And going. Is, is, that, the reason, is reason, that like the, the Broncos uh, Debo? <laughs> Debo? Oh, yeah. You meant Diablo. You meant Diablo. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You did. Excuse me. Keep going. You said they're like the Duracell battery. They keep going. They keep going. I mean, the franchise has been around since 1925. <laughs> you know yes sir is, uh, everybody ready <laughs> everybody ready is you finished is you done oh you finished is you done <laughs> okay oh my God. I'll wait <laughs> Kevin crying <laughs> <laughs> I'm just 
Kevin Klein. No. I think I'll Kevin's wait. done. I think Kevin's done. Oh man, no, no, God, no but seriously. Yep, seriously. Uh, Ninety-two seasons. Yep, this team's been around. They're they're one of the the first five teams to join the NFL in nineteen twenty-five. Uh, the other two that's around is Green Bay Packers and. Uh, Chicago Bears. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. 28 Hall of Famers. Yes. Okay. Uh, 18 different head coaches. Steve Owens, uh, Jim Fossil. We talked about already. Um, uh, the team, the reason why I say they keep going is because they, they're, they're around. They're one of, they have never left New York City. They're mm-hmm. there and they're there forever. And, Even though they play in Jersey. Even though they play in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And th- that There's stadium... no grass in New York City. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. Unless they put the bitch in Central Park. And they've been, in three, different sta- they, they, and they've been in three different stadiums in New Jersey. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, the, the, the owner, Tim, he bought the team for $500. Wow! Did y'all know that? That's a return that on like investment. A, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's it like a dice game. Gary Jones. <laughs> and, and he bought it back in the era when, when you know, football wasn't even the sport. It was baseball. It was, baseball. It was boxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's um, foresight. That's vision. That's a true bi- businessman right there to know yeah. that what this is in the, the near future is going to be a top business. Can we talk about the richest name cool. ever? With the the granddaughter, Rooney Mara. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. She is Wellington's grandchild and yeah. Art Rooney's great grandchild. Who's the owner of the Steelers? Yeah, for context, they just named her. They should have just named her Money. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's awesome. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're they're very much a storied franchise. Um, we will pick up uh, with them uh, in our. I don't think our next show, but the but in, in a couple of weeks we'll pick up with a part two as far as the Giants and the Rams. Uh, we'll do a, uh, a one more uh, league ambassador service announcement, and then we'll get into our, our week two picks, week two recommendations, hot topics. According to the When You Want to Understand the Neighborhood Vernacular of Ghetto Youth website, better known as UrbanDictionary.com, the term You Got Mossed means to get burnt deep by a wide receiver in a American football game. Brandy Moss, who... At six feet four and weighing 97 kilograms, and with his other, worldly, 4.25 speed, would burn any defensive back fool enough to take the assignment of attempting to play defense against him. Hence the term, you, got, must. This message has been brought to you by the League Ambassadors. Thank you, Amy. Once again, can we talk about that boy Randy Moss? Beast. Didn't uh, let's say he actually never mossed anybody. Though? Yeah. yeah. Well, what, the thing about Please it is, expand on that, brother. Let's say this: Randy Moss was known by for blowing by people, catching the over his shoulder. I'm not saying he never caught over somebody, but I guarantee you, Des Bryant didn't moss more people than Moss. Well, let's <laughs> let's look as it said in, as it said in the Cocaine. vignette. If you actually look up what you got moss is in the Urban Dictionary, it says to get burnt deep. Simple as that. It didn't say anything about jumping up, even though that's what they pe- most people say about exactly. it. But he's he, he, he nobody could run with him. He oh was no, burning. nobody can definitely. And then he could out jump you. He, he was could. six four. He yeah. just put his it hands up. his fault the quarterback couldn't <laughs> throw it that deep. He had to come back and <laughs> moss somebody. <laughs> I don't know. Let me come back and wash you real quick. Cole Pepper had an arm on him. Yeah, he did. He had a cannon. All right, Kevo. Uh, we just want to check in on you. See how you how you feeling wearing that hat. <laughs> it, uh, it, it, you know what? To be honest with you, I uh, I saw my dad came down and peeked. Uh huh. 
mouth the word coon. <laughs> then he text. Look, I'm not lying to you. Then he text me. Did you lose? <laughs> take take that shit off. The Omar, trust me, this pains me a lot. Oh, at, least, at least you understand what I'm talking about. So for for hot topics this week. Um, you know, there's only really one hot topic after after two weeks going into three oh weeks, goodness. and that's injuries. Mm. Um, yeah. And so what we want to do rapid fire before we get into our, our, our the games we want to discuss for picks is I'm going to just go quickly around the room, and we're going to start with our, our, our hat bearer, our crown bearer, Kevin. <laughs> um, and I'm going to give you a name of a player. I'm going to give you the thorns. injury, and we're going to ask you... Very simply, is it a setup yep. or a setback? So we'll start with you, Kevin, for AP, uh, Adrian Peterson, meniscus surgery. He's probably out for three, four months is what they're saying. Three months. Which means two weeks for him. Um, <laughs> so, but what I want to ask you is this. Well, I, I think, and I think they're saying it's longer because of the, the, the way that the tear happened. It's called a bucket handle a tear. A bucket yeah. handle tear, right. So my question, though, Kevin, is it a setup yeah. or is it a setback for AP's career with the Vikings? Because this is, is the last year of his deal. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's yeah. definitely a setback for his career with the Vikings. Um, because they're about to learn right now if they can win without him. Mm. And I think next year he's set to make like 17, 17 million. Not to mention the 6 million roster bonus. I guarantee you Jerry Jones will cut somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Red O, DeMarcus Ware. Uh, he basically broke his elbow. He had surgery this week. They're saying it's about five weeks. Is that a setup or a setback for Denver's defense? Set up. I don't think it. I mean, well, it could be a setback because, you know, like I was talking about earlier, they it's, it's attrition. They lost a lot of people in um, they lost a lot of people in the offseason. So they their death is not as as good as it was. They death. Ooh. <laughs> and he had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> and he had it coming. I didn't say a word. I just took it. Look, yes. <laughs> Look at God. A, gotcha, a, bitch. <laughs> gotcha. There was a death in the family. I've been waiting. I'm watching all y'all bitches. So are you not are you not a big believer in Shane Ray? Shane Ray actually had a touchdown return, fumble return, mm-hmm. touchdown last week. Shane Ray, because that's who's gonna step in. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like uh-huh. it's it's it doesn't even matter anyway. Their season sucks. <laughs> they they're not going to win anything. Like it doesn't even matter. They okay. they're two and zero. Huh? Aren't they two and zero? Yeah. I don't think they're going to keep. I think there's nutrition that you can't. What's his name? Simeon. Yeah, Trevor Simeon. <laughs> Simeon. It is it Simeon? Simeon. Simeon. QB roster. <laughs> That's right. his name. I mean, QB1. it's yeah. QB one. It's, it's a setback for him. Okay. Because they he will get replaced. Coach Joe, we know that you are big on Jameis Winston. Well, he lost his uh, his starting tailback, the hamster, Doug Martin. Uh, it's they're saying it's three weeks, but it's a hamstring, and we know how hamstrings go. If they say three weeks, it's really six weeks. Is that a setup or a setback for Jameis? <laughs> setup. It's a setup. <laughs> Love City, more passes. Okay. Mm. Okay, you know, he's uh, all in with Jamie. I'm all in with Jamie. Give me them crab legs back. I'm gonna go ahead and say he he. Nah, go ahead. Yeah, five <laughs> turnovers last week. <laughs> hey, everyone, every sophomore has to have one slump. Okay, and that was it's usually this a year. season. Junior, no, junior just blue. One game. I got uh, Jimmy Garoppolo for you. Uh, we all know he he uh, busted his AC, which you know the AC joint. That's medical term for he separated his shoulder. He's probably out for a few weeks. Uh, I believe uh, we're recording this tonight, and the the Patriots got their whole foot 
inside of the ass of the Texans. But is it a setup or is it a setback, right, for Jimmy Garoppolo personally? Because we know he's only got one more year left on his rookie deal, right? And the Patriots have a decision to make. Do they want to try? Can they pay him enough money to keep him as the heir apparent? Or do they try and trade him? And has it been enough games, basically? Because we all know it's all about game tape. Has there been enough game tape for a team to actually take a chance so that maybe he gets like a Brock Eisweller type deal? Is it a setup or a setback for Jimmy? I think it's a setup. He played well in the first two games, mm-hmm. and we we already see you don't even have to play that many games for some team that doesn't have a quarterback to offer you millions. Matt Flynn, I'm about to say, ask Green yeah. Bay. Wow. Exactly. I mean, you just I mean you don't need much game film. Yeah, yeah. and then they, especially come go. Ahead. What. Basically, basically, I mean, that's it. I mean, especially yeah. since coming from Belichick, Pete, yeah. it's the myth. That's what Belichick. I was going to say. Coming from the Patriots, it's the myth. They yeah. they think he's going to be coached very well. Yeah. Right. They, they, and we've seen this already with Matt Castle. Yeah. With Matt Castle, yeah. what did he do? With, what did Matt Castle do? Get paid. Yeah, Sex. They're going to give it. If you coming from from Belichick as a quarterback, they're going to give you three years, four years, and then if you don't pay off, then no money down the drain. Okay. This last one is for uh, it's 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 to you. It, it's 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 to you, Devin. But it's for Omar, and that is uh, Mr. Jay Cutler. <laughs> Caillou. Uh, we called him Caillou. Uh, Ambassador Kevin called him Caillou a few episodes. He's the back. reason I have this hat on. <laughs> <laughs> you should have picked somebody else. But uh, it's he's Caillou. out. It's he's out. Caillou. He's out with a, a, a thumb injury. His mm. his thumb his oh, his thumb is, is his throwing thumb. His throwing thumb is a little hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so why do you say it like that? <laughs> And so what I want to know, what I want to ask you, Devin, because you're sitting next to Omar, (laughs) is, is that a set up? Because they spent money on Brian Hoyer, Mm -hmm. who, you know, led the Texans to the playoff. He's got a lot of experience, came out of that Patriot system that you Mm -hmm. guys were just talking about. Is it a set up or a setback for their season? Well, it's definitely a setback for his fantasy numbers, but for them as a season, yes. we, I mean, to be honest, we've seen enough, Jay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only three weeks, right? That's what they're saying the injury is, right? Three weeks. They're saying it's three weeks, yes. They're 0 and 2, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, I think that it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I mean, I'm serious. With I mean, them or without them, you know? It, I don't think it matters. You see, I ain't said a word. <laughs> I, hey, I'm right. Am I, I'm not on speaking. To the next, on to the next one. Let's go first round draft. <laughs> so I don't think it matters. I mean, did you see the, uh, uh, what was old boy, Pernell McPhee, scream on him on the sideline. Like, they, they don't like believe want, in him. He looked like he wanted to slap the shit out of Jay Cutler. So then let me ask you this, and I'm not going to ask you the trite question of, <laughs> is Sunday night a must-win game? What I want to ask you is, do they have a chance to win Sunday night with Brian Hoyer? No. <laughs> against the Cowboys? It depends if it, it depends no. on I asked Devin on Alshon Jeffrey. He didn't <laughs> yeah. say nothing. I didn't get a chance. <laughs> but they have a chance. I pick the Cowboys to win, but they, they have a chance any given Sunday. I mean anything can happen. Brian Hoyer is a proven backup is that in this what, league. I mean but it, but is that the basis of your argument is that it's anything can happen any given Sunday? 
No, that's not the basis of my argument. You asked if they can win. They can. I mean, it's not a... I mean... They won't. You didn't ask me, are Devin, they going to win? Devin, don't do it because Omar's sitting next to you. It's over. <laughs> hey, no, they no, I picked them because they're my team. They can. Does not mean I think they're actually going to win. <laughs> you didn't ask me, are they going to? You said, uh-huh. can they? That's a loaded question. All right. Well, with that in <laughs> mind, we'll, we'll go to picks. Uh, the three games that we have are... We have... Um, we have, obviously, to continue the theme, we have the Los Angeles Rams against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, then we're looking at the New York Giants versus the Washington Redskins. And then finally, um, besides the matchup that's happening right now between the Patriots and the Texans, the only other matchup between undefeateds is a battle of Pennsylvania. We mm-hmm. have the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we'll start with the Rams and the Buccaneers, and the reason why we'll start there is because all of us, and you want to go to www.theleagueam.com to see what our picks are and to and to track our, our picks as we go throughout the season. But all of us are on the Buccaneers. I don't think we need to spend much time there except to say that the Rams suck. I <laughs> sham. I, they are a sham. Uh, and we all pick the Buccaneers to win. So we'll, we'll move on to the next one, um, which is the New York Giants and the Washington Redskins. Now, what's interesting here is that all of us with the exception of one. So a little bit of lone wolf history here. Uh, I've been the lone wolf for the last two weeks in a couple of games, and it's, it's worked out pretty well. Um, but we have a couple of lone wolves this week, actually a few lone wolves, but particularly with this game with the Giants and the Redskins, we've got Omar uh, who picked the Washington Redskins on the road to beat the Giants. So we'll give him 30 seconds to tell us why he feels like, and, and I, I do want to read something before you go. I want to read something about what's happening in Washington this week because there were there were rumors coming out or whispers that players, offensive players, are complaining about Kirk Cousins, and we know Kirk Cousins is in a is in a is in a prove it year. Uh, Ricky Francois said, uh, like I've said before, and hopefully one of my teammates is listening to me right now. (laughs) Don't be anonymous. Just step out and tell us how you really feel about Kirk. At the end of the day, that man is going to be our quarterback. At the end of the day, if you're going to talk about that man, there's no need for you to be in our damn locker room. There's no need for you to even be here. And so, Omar, I want you to tell us, please, how are the Redskins going to win against the Giants with controversy? The Giants have spent $200 million on their defense. Their defense is playing really well. Young Gunners. Tell us, tell us how they're going to win. It's more of a gut feeling. It's <laughs> sometimes it's, it's like that. It's Is that a, your it's a, if you let me finish, it's a division game. Okay. Division games are tough. Yeah. Um, and I think Kirk Cousins in Week Three plays the way we they that they thought he was going to play in Week One and Week Two. I think this is the week. I'm hoping this is the week. <laughs> hope against hope. It's a yes. pretty big game. Okay. Yeah, and because we know the man can play, we know they have some talent. They're not as good as they thought they were, but it's a division game, and if the coaches are worth their salt, they will bring their team together this week and and make them play above their heads. Definitely not as good as I thought they were going to be. I picked them bums to win the division. Okay. Um, well, you're not the only one that's, on, that's the Lone Ranger. Oh! Uh, and our final, in, in the final game that we want to that we want to cover with our picks, uh, the the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Philadelphia Eagles, and again, our league ambassador Askender the Mindbender is is out for this one, and he, he even, didn't even pick his. He didn't team. even pick the Eagles, <laughs> but you know who picked the Eagles? Dad. Ooh. 
This guy. Dad picked the you, Eagles. You were looking this way like I picked them. Out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I should have I'm like, I didn't pick the motherfucking Eagles. Um, fuck, fuck that whole state. Devin. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Why did you? Wow, that's strong. Why did you pick the Eagles over the Steelers with the rookie quarterback? Well, the Eagles are playing at home. They are. The Eagles always play them tough. Okay. Always. Okay. Um, they do. The, the defense for the Steelers isn't that good. Mm-hmm. It's better than you think. It's, yes, it is. It's better than I thought it would be, but it's still not that good. It's a bend, but don't and, break defense. Right. And fuck the Steelers. Yeah, fuck that. That's it. Uh, that's it. That's, that's not. That's, that's not. No, that's <laughs> not completely. It. That's it. Junior that's, blue. That's not completely because that I picked them to win every other game. But this is one. This one's on the road. It, it's a trap game. They feeling themselves at two and zero. Everybody's saying they're going to win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl. Let's get a non-Baltimore. I know you picked the Steelers, <laughs> Junior Blue. Right. Give me a scenario in which, because you're sitting in, in okay. at Skinner the Mindbender seat, give me a scenario in which the Eagles can win. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, oh, it's the seat. It's yeah, the seat. seat. Okay. He, he gone next. Oh, yo, shit. Let's. <laughs> Where's the shades? Where's the shades? We need the shades. I didn't bring the shades. Okay. My bad. I don't know. They got. <laughs> hey, if that wasn't a skinny answer, next question. <laughs> I don't think they put up enough points. The defense is good, but not good enough. Who's their yeah. corners? It's, it's not gonna work. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nino Brown's gonna eat. Uh, I give you A for effort. <laughs> I give you A for effort. I like it. All right, let's get out of here with our fantasy picks. We'll start with you, uh, Mr. Uh, Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Uh, mm. Ambassador mm. Kevin, Chef Curry, give me your fantasy picks, fantasy recommendations. Kenyon, you're lucky a flight to L.A. this weekend is so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to pick everyone on the Titans just to piss left off. Nope. Because his Raiders can't stop anyone's nosebleed. 1,000, 1,035 yards. Yep, keep going. In the no, I'm going to go with, the, I'm gonna go with Carson Palmer against that Buffalo secondary. Okay. My quarterback. Okay. Um, Melvin Gordon against Melvin Indy. Gordon. Yep. Terrible defense. Mm-hmm. Um, give me Jordy Nelson against the Lions. He always eats. Okay. And uh, as my flex, DeMarco Murray against the Raiders. <laughs> 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 Or Derek Henry. Hey, <laughs> Coach Joe, give me your fantasy recommendations. Okay. Uh, I, I went with uh, Drew Brees. He, he's, uh, in two, oh, yeah. In I'm two, with you. In two weeks, mm-hmm. he's has uh, 686. I'm with you. Uh-huh. Uh, five tubs. Yeah. Uh, I, I see him for probably going for another three or four this week. Okay. Um, running back is uh, the next man up in uh, Minnesota, uh, McKinnon. And, okay. Uh, my flex is... <clears throat> Pitta Pit uh, Last week he had 9 on, And 102 and, and he got me 19 yards I, I picked him up off a waiver this week Ambassador Junior Blue be more stand up Ambassador Stop hating Blue. skinny Be more There's no skinny hair yeah, yeah, I, I, I actually can speed up Kevin. on my fantasy I could, squad I could hear him <laughs> <laughs> Um I had Drew Brees versus the Falcons. Yes, that goes okay. without saying. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon Colts. Um, the one that I haven't heard is Jarvis Landry versus Cleveland. Yes, Jarvis he's Landry. Gonna eat. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I don't know. Joe Joe Hayden had a, a great week last week. We're gonna make we're gonna make it three <laughs> in a row for Drew Brees. It's the ten year anniversary of the first football game in the Superdome. Superdome after Hurricane Katrina. They're playing the Falcons. <laughs> the Falcons defense is what Devin? Sex. Sex. <laughs> 
sex in a box. Um, sex is contagious. And then, sex uh, in the dome. My wide receiver as well as my flex are going to be two receivers. I like Allen Robinson against the sex cornerbacks of the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. Whoa. Um, mm. And then I also sound like a person. And then I also like and then I also like Antonio Brown against the Eagles. Nolan Carroll. Time out. Nolan Carroll. <laughs> it's gonna out. be a hard day for you, brother. Time out. Time in. Uh okay. Those cornerbacks are Kenyon, you're a troll. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Kevin, that was for you. The timeout was for you. Devin. Yeah. Give me your give me your fantasy recommendations. I, I agree with Jordy. I think he finally shows out. Okay. Um, I'm going with the Cardinals' third receiver, uh, which is Floyd, because uh, Michael Floyd. Yeah, okay. The Bills' uh, two corners are good, but the they boxer. don't have anybody else. Okay. And Felipe. Philip Rivers versus those Colts. Oh, Philip Rivers. That River slur. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you sit before the witch you said? <laughs> Red O. Uh, I was another one with Drew Brees. Man, that's four Drew Brees. If he sucks this weekend, <laughs> yeah, right. Our show is done. <laughs> like he did, like last, he did weekend. last week. Like he did last week. Yeah, that was a letdown. Uh, that was geez. a major letdown. He got Drew Brees. Yep. Nino Brown. Nino mm-hmm. Brown. Yes. Tetris, and, aka Tetris. And whatever running back is playing the Raiders. <laughs> wow. Damn, that's two. Shut him down. <laughs> Shut him down. Shit. All right, let's get our and shots going. I got going. that defense, too. Fuck. Let's get our shots going. Let's get out of here. This was a good show. Uh, next week, we will um, continue our NFL international preview with the Cincinnati Bengals and the Washington Redskins. The Geno Atkins uh, Cincinnati Bengals. The Geno Atkins <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. Once again, Go. check us out on uh, social media at theleagueam.com. Go to our website, www dot the league am um youtube go to our youtube channel we're on linkedin we're all over uh give us a check out and we'll see you next week cheerio cheers mate